sort of showing off your boyfriend or showing off your girlfriend. That's called a shy nanpangyo or shy nupangyo. Shy meaning literally meaning to hang, hang something up in the sun to dry it off or to air it out. But if you're hanging something up outside, you're also sort of by default letting the whole neighborhood have a look at it. So to shy something like shy nanpangyo, show off your boyfriend, that's actually quite common. <laughs> So I am broadcasting from Shanghai, China, and so far I have been interviewing people about their language learning journey with Mandarin Chinese, whether they grew up with the language and learned other languages, or they learned Mandarin Chinese as an adult, like I am attempting to do. This month I am doing experimental things with my language show on the Geopats podcast. I'm taking this month to do a couple of things with these episodes. One is a kind of goodbye to my experience learning Mandarin Chinese in mainland China. I want some time to wrap up some ideas, some lingering questions while I'm still here and can still ask people nag people on WeChat to answer my questions in a recorded form, similar to what I asked Josh to do in this episode today on dating and relationship language connected to Mandarin Chinese. So let's get romantic with Josh. Hi, I'm Joshua Ogden Davis. I'm from the USA and I've been in China for almost 10 years now. And in that time, I have dated some people, some of whom were uh, Chinese women, presumably still are, but also were at the time. But it can be difficult for me to draw comparisons between the relationships that I've had here with women who have grown up speaking Chinese and relationships that I've had in the USA, partially because I've been here for 10 years and I moved here after leaving graduate school. So some of the differences are due to cultural differences, but some of the differences are due to the fact that we're older now and we're not in school and I'm living in much bigger cities now than I was back in the day. But I'll try to prize out some cultural and linguistic differences for you. And also, I'm kind of perpetually single for the most part. I like they would say in Chinese, I'm a single dog. Literally, single dog. Uh, so maybe if you want to learn more about relationships, you should talk to someone cooler. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so I have to break in here and say a couple of things about Josh that he is way too subtle to mention himself. One, he is a previous guest on the Geopats podcast on the language show. We talked for a very long time about a lot of different aspects of language learning and Josh's Mandarin Chinese language learning story is phenomenal. When I tell people summary of how he learned the language in real life, their jaws drop. It's that cool. The second thing is this. Josh is being way too subtle about his new podcast. Uh, Josh has been podcasting on the China side of the Splinternet for a number of years now, and he is going global with a new show. I am so excited. I am staccatoing my language for some reason. The name of it is Mandarin Slang Guide. He is explaining in very, very easy to understand terms with examples, much like what he's going to be doing in this episode, about different aspects of Mandarin Chinese slang guide. I'll have all the links in the show notes for you. Okay, so Josh, question one, have you noticed any big differences in language when dating someone whose main language is Mandarin Chinese? 
Oh, that's hard to say because the beginning of the relationship is, is kind of the cutesy part usually. And cutesiness does sort of translate reasonably well. Um, except for one thing I remember being very puzzling to me when I was in Heiko. So that was like the second or third year that I was living in China. I was, I was much younger then than I am now. And some of the friends that I had were even younger than I am or was. And there were, there was a couple, uh, who was like, I don't know, 22 or something like that. And they would refer to each other as husband and wife, husband being lao gong and wife being lao po, which are sort of the, the comfortable, familiar sort of ways to address each other. Like, hey, lao gong, hey, lao po. And that kind of surprised me because I didn't think they were married. They weren't giving off that married life vibe. And so I sort of secretly asked <laughs> some of mutual friends, hey, are, are they really married? And the reply was, no, of course not. That's just sort of um, a cutesy way for couples to refer to each other, which I think is the exact opposite of what cutesy is <laughs> in the USA. Like if I started referring to my girlfriend as wifey very early in the relationship, I, that would probably cause many more problems than it would solve through cutesiness. My personal speculation is that because historically – they're, dating around hasn't been a part of Chinese culture. Like you, if you were dating someone, that meant that you pretty much intended to get married. And I'm, I'm talking about, you know, maybe a generation ago. And so just being with someone sort of implied a wifiness or a husbandiness, a lao gongness or a lao poorness. Uh, and maybe that has just survived as a cutesy way to say sweetie. I don't know, but I haven't seen that terribly widely used. I've only seen that in a few, uh, a few cases. Number two, deeper into a relationship, are there any distinct words or phrases that have come up that are very different than how things would be talked about in English? One of the differences I've noticed, and again, this is just personal observation, I haven't done a research, I haven't taken any surveys, is that there is less public verbal affection. There's lots of public affection. Like you see people wearing, uh, couples wearing the same shirt uh, much more commonly, much more frequently than you would, I think, in an American city. And, you know, people hold hands, they have their arms around each other. One common behavior is to share a social media post, probably on WeChat or something, with like pictures of, oh, my boyfriend made me dinner. I'm so lucky to have such a great guy. So that's sort of... um Sort of showing off your boyfriend or showing off your girlfriend. That's called a uh, shy nan pangyo or shy nu pangyo. Shy meaning literally meaning to hang, hang something up in the sun to dry it off or to air it out. But if you're hanging something up outside, you're also sort of by default letting the whole neighborhood have a look at it. So to shy something like shy nan pangyo, show off your boyfriend or um, shy haizi, show off your kid. Uh, like sending lots of pictures of your baby. That's actually quite common. And that's, uh, that's one kind of behavior that's called spreading dog food. Uh, sa go liang. Sa meaning to spread or to sprinkle something and go liang. Go meaning dog and liang meaning like, uh, like food. It often refers to grains. So sa go liang means to spread dog food. And that means because a single person is a single dog, a dan sheng go. It's like saying, hey, all you single dogs, chew on this. Look at my girlfriend or look at my boyfriend. Yeah, have 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 some dog food. You just you chew on these pics and feel bad, uh, which is <laughs> kind of it's it's a really rough. It's a really hard burn, but it's common to um, if you see people wearing the same shirt uh, or walking down the street holding hands or shy nam people will say, ah, 
are you? They are just spreading dog food. Don't worry about it. In terms of my own experience, um, I found that, and I guess this is not really so much about Chinese relationships as it is about cross-cultural relationships, is that small words begin to take on bigger meaning. Um, there was, uh, this has come up in, in several, um, relationships and even just friendships that I've had. The plural you, Neiman, um, you guys or you people. After a certain degree of intimacy is achieved in a relationship, this word almost, this, this word begins to stand out a lot. And what I mean by that is this, like if you're trying to decide what to eat, the other person might say, Hey, can you plural eat spicy food? Nimen nung chirlama. Nimen being you plural. Nung can chirlama eat spicy? Question mark. Or, and this has happened before, sitting at home watching TV and a soccer game comes on and, um, the other person about to change the channel would ask, Hey, 你们不喜欢足球吧? Hey, you guys don't like soccer, do you? It's a very simple word, but after you've achieved a certain degree of intimacy with someone, those instances where, even in a very small way, you detect that the other person is taking your cultural identity, um, a label on your identity, and having that supersede your individual identity can be somewhat shocking and somewhat alienating. And I would, it's not, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very small thing. And I've, I've been able to talk it out, I think, in every case but one, just by bringing it up like, Hey, you know, you, you can ask me if I like spicy food. You can ask me if I like, you know, soccer, but I'm not willing to in this very intimate relationship with you sort of be a stand-in for America as a whole. Like, if we are going to be together, then we need to have our uh, understanding of each other be the most important thing. And I don't want to think of myself as dating a Chinese woman who is you. And I don't want to feel like the person I'm with is sort of seeing me as an American first and then my personal identity as being a subset of that. There's only been one case where I haven't, um, after talking about it, uh, it just kept going and going and going. And in that case, I did end the relationship because of that. It's it's not a big deal. But I mean, after you talk about it for a while, you realize that person is never going to be able to see you as an individual. You'll always just be un-American to them. And nobody wants to feel like no one wants to feel alienated in their own home. The final question. Are there any differences in language in con- are there any differences in language in connection to how people sever ties in Mandarin Chinese? So to break up is called to fun show, which I think is, is, is fun. It means to split hands, um, which I guess sounds very gruesome <laughs> when I say it directly, but it means to, to no longer be holding hands. To fun show, split hands. I guess if anything, if there's any special language, there's one phrase that almost always comes up that's called... Uh, not is well, I guess it's hard to translate, but I think it would most often be translated as not suitable or not appropriate. Bu meaning no, and he meaning suitable. Um, so if you ask someone, hey, why'd you guys break up? Hey, 你们, 你们为什么分手了呢? you might say, ah, uh, uh, it's just, just not suitable. And that's, that strikes me as a very Chinese sort of reply because it's extremely nonspecific. It's just saying it, it doesn't, it doesn't like maybe we weren't suitable because, uh, I didn't, I, he started annoying me after a while, or I no longer could put up with her terrible jokes, or because he wanted me to move to his hometown and I didn't want to, or because our parents didn't like each other. That's something that happens. Sometimes people will break up, um, because their parents don't 
don't like the other person or even don't like the other person's parents. That still happens, I think, in a, at a higher rate than it would in an urbanized American city or in an American urban setting. But again, I don't have specific statistics about that. So I'm not a relationships expert. I'm just, I'm just a dude. But that phrase, um, if ever someone asks you to uh, account for why you have broken up with someone, if you don't want to really talk about it, just say, and if they say, um, what kind of not suitable, just literally what not suitable, then um, just emphasize the vagueness. Just say it again. It's like, just not suitable. And that's, um, in English, I think that would be sort of like a middle finger. Like you're just sort of blatantly saying, I don't want to talk about this with you without saying, I don't want to talk about this with you. But I think that goes over better in Chinese. I think it's more expected. If you don't want to talk about something, you wouldn't necessarily say, I don't want to talk about it. You would just give a clearly superficial reply and then just stick to that reply and very quickly the other person will get it. And if they don't get it, hey, they're they're not really your friends. So, you know, fuck them. Every day working in roll through streets, picking up garbage. Every day since I've been here with you, picking up knowledge, hauling trash to the yard, taking class at my college, very deep garbage heap, I can't sleep, you've made a mess of me. You've made a mess of me 